I'm Ben Easter, and you're listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast, the podcast that gives you the mindsets, strategies, tips, and tricks to live your freedom and love your life. If you're here, I suspect that you have a total badass inside you, but chances are that you haven't let it play full out yet. Maybe you've been told not to, that it's too much, maybe you've been worried about what other people will think, or maybe you just haven't made the space to shine. If any of that sounds familiar, you've come to the right place. Each week, my co-hosts and I will be exposing the lies that keep that badass chained and, more importantly, sharing the tools to help you break free and share that most authentic you with the world. So, if you want more freedom, possibility, or courage, then I'd invite you to take a deep breath, get curious, and listen carefully for your shift to freedom. Hey there, freedom seekers. Ever wonder about the hero that lives inside of you, ready to conquer the business world? Well, if you've been listening to our show for a while, then you know that we love exploring hero myths and using them to better understand our own heroic journeys. I wanted to make these stories even more actionable for you, so we built a way for you to uncover your business superpowers, avoid potential pitfalls, and see your entrepreneurial journey in a whole new light. Ready to discover your business owner hero type? Check out the show notes or head over to lucidshiftcoaching.com forward slash quiz to take our free quiz and learn which heroic energy you embody in your business. It only takes a few minutes and it's free. Your heroic journey awaits. Welcome back to the Shift to Freedom podcast. I'm Ben Easter, your host, and I'm excited to talk to you today because I'm going to talk about one of the most common challenges that business owners face when they're starting their businesses, especially when their businesses start to do some successful business, and that is imposter syndrome. So the imposter syndrome is this feeling that you haven't earned where you are. It's the feeling that you've gotten these results, but people are going to find out soon that you actually, you're not the one who was supposed to get them in the first place, that, that you're this imposter and that people are going to discover you at some point in the not too distant future. There's just like this, this waiting, this feeling that the, the other shoe is going to drop. This is really common. So the first thing that I want to mention to you is that if you are experiencing something like this, if you're having this feeling in your business, you are not alone. This is like one of the most common challenges that business owners face in the world. I think it tends to be a little bit more common in women because there there is this the opposite thing tends to be more common in men, which is like the Dunning-Kruger effect. Dunning-Kruger effect is the bullheaded charging through like I'm I got this. I can do whatever. Basically, the you don't know what you don't know. And so I think that those tend to divide along li those lines. At least that's what I've noticed in my practice and in my conversations. But my favorite example of this is Maya Angelou, who when she wrote, I think it was after like her 11th book, she was like, every single time I write a book, I'm like, this is the one. This is the one where they're going to finally find out that I am, I've been fooling them all along. So I just want to like notice that this thing happens even at any level of success. And she's on the quarter now. You know what I mean? So I think it's really important to re first realize that nothing's gone wrong if you're feeling imposter syndrome, everything's okay, you're a person, you're having an experience. And I do think that it fundamentally speaks to this experience of worthiness that we have in the world. And so I want to talk about a few aspects of what's going on with imposter syndrome. And then I want to talk about some ways that you can kind of address it in your reality if this is what's going on for you. So first, let's talk about the curse of knowledge. So the curse of knowledge is one of our cognitive biases and the cognitive bias, basically it's our brain's way of forgetting that we had to put a lot of work into learning the things that we learn that we know how to do. It's that it's 
easier for us to do things that we've already learned how to do. And we forget that other people don't know how to do those things that we already are good at. Classic example that I really, I love using a lot because it's a very visual example. You can see it happening and it's a child learning to walk. And so most of us, if you're listening to this, chances are you can walk. You don't have to put a lot of thought into it because if you've got the equipment to walk, you become a walker. It's got a 100% success rate. And yet the process of learning to walk is a long, slow, and arduous process that we all go through. We just forget that we go through that. And it, it's full of failure and falling over, scraped knees and bruised elbows. What happens is we learn to walk and then forget that we never, that we, there was a time where we didn't know how to walk. Now, obviously we remember it and it's not like you're going to doubt that I'm, when I'm saying this, but the point is we learn how to do these things. And then we forget that there was a process that we went through to get to be able to do these things. Okay. And so this is the curse of knowledge. And so what happens is we like, we tend to prioritize the things that we like, what we call valuable in our society has a lot to do with like hard work. We, we tell the story that like the value in, of work is in how hard that work is. If things are easy for us, we don't value them as much because they're not as hard for us to do, right? So like, even though walking is incredibly valuable, when's the last time that you really appreciated that you have the ability to walk and that you have cultivated the skill of walking? Because that's what it is. It's a, you know, you weren't handed it. You had to develop it over time. Chances are, if you're listening to this, you're not thinking about very often how glad you are, how grateful you are that you're able to walk and what a journey it was to learn to walk. Chances are you're not thinking about that very often, right? And yet it was a process that you went through. And so when we're having these experiences in the world where we're doing things and they're feeling easy to us because we've cultivated the skill in them, we are undervaluing those things because we're not realizing how hard it is or how other people don't have the ability to do it at all. I work with a, a lot of people who are, are marketers and I just appreciate the hell out of it because they have these ways of looking at the world of marketing and like of thinking about what like moves masses of people and like where attention goes. And for me, like that's just not my area. I've never really dug into it. I've never taken the time to develop those skills. It's not something that I've like been really drawn to in the past. So I haven't developed the skills of marketing. So I can, it's very easy for me to see, wow, like that's really cool how your mind can think about marketing, but they might dismiss it because, oh, it's just something that I do as like part of like who I am. It's, it, it's not hard for me to do. And so the thing is like, again, because we value, we tend to value work or we tend to tell this story in society that the value of the work is in how hard it is. If work is easy, we don't find the value in it. We have a hard time seeing the value in it, okay? So that's the curse of knowledge. And what I would encourage you to do is to take a look at these things that you do, the things that you're succeeding at, that where you might be having some of these feelings of like, oh, the other shoe's gonna drop, like they're gonna find out that I really don't deserve to be here, is to think about the process that you've gone through to get there. Because tied up in that is this idea that you can almost fool the universe, that you could get somewhere that you weren't able to get to. And think about that for a second. Like, do you believe that it's possible for you to get somewhere that you didn't earn to get there? I don't know. What would be the evidence of that? Like, where would be the earning of that? This is a big part of what goes into feelings of worthiness and unworthiness is that like worthiness almost has to be earned. But if I ask you, is a baby worthy? Chances are you'd say, yeah, baby's worthy. 
or you might say worthy of what? And I'd say worthy of love, attention, success in the world. And chances are, no matter what baby I'm pointing to, your answer would be, yeah, the baby is worthy of love, attention, all the success that they want in the world, right? So considering this, this idea that like you, you can't really get somewhere that you weren't able to get to, physics won't allow it. So that's one way to kind of overcome this curse of knowledge. Another way to overcome it is to just really spend some time thinking about the process that it took for you to get to where you are. So I like to encourage people to create what is called a, a personal badassery list. So a personal badassery list is you take a piece of paper and you write down everything that you can trust yourself to do. You write down everything that you've accomplished that you're proud of. You write down all of the skills that you have, all of what you would call talents that you have. And you create this list and it's an ongoing list. This isn't something that you do once and then you forget about it. It's like something that is a tool for you to go back to and reference. And you write these things down and then spend some time in the other column, okay? Spend some time once you get this, this list down, asking yourself, what did it take for me to get there? What did it take for me to be able to trust myself to do that thing? Imagine yourself as a baby, or if it helps, imagine another baby, right? Who has the potential to get there, but like literally babies can't do anything, right? I can kick any baby's ass, not because I'm inherently better or more worthy than a baby, but just because I've got a lot more Kung Fu skills than babies do, right? So I want you to imagine, take that list and imagine yourself as a baby, not being able to do any of the things on that list. And then recognize that there's a journey that you went through and think about the journey. Think about like what it took for you to go from nothing, zero skill in something, because that's where you, that's where you start to being able to walk, to being able to talk even. I mean, think about what it takes to be able to articulate our thoughts and speak and the process that we go through of failure and mistakes and attempts at getting people to understand what we want them to understand and not being able to get it across to them and the frustration that goes along with that, right? And that that happens in literally every skill that we've ever developed, right? Anything that you can do and do well right now is something that at some point you did not, you were not able to do it, okay? So that's, that's a place to spend some mental energy and some mental time to see if you can notice that there was a time when you weren't able to do something and now you can do it, okay? And that you walked through a journey to get there, okay? And no matter how easy it is for you to do it, now, there was a time where it was not easy for you to do it. There was a time where you actually physically couldn't do it, right? Walking is a, a great, I love the example of walking. And if you're a client of mine, you've heard this probably at least once, probably a couple times, because I love it so much to remember the path to success and what it looks like. Because when we're walking, when we're learning to walk, part of why we can't walk is because we, we literally don't have the muscles that we need to walk, right? And so when we fall over, well, the falling over is because we don't have the muscles that we need to walk. But look, look what happens when we push ourselves back up. We're literally doing a squat, right? And you do that again and again, and then, hey, your muscles develop the strength that they need from doing all those squat reps to be able to walk. I think this is really cool because now we can see that we don't learn to walk despite falling over. We actually learn to walk 
in a very direct, very real way because we fall over. And the same thing is true of language. We we make mistakes. You you try to say something to a you know a native language speaker or a master of an of a language, and then you, you don't get it right. You say maybe twee or something like that, and they say, "What are you What are you talking about?" <laughs> and you, you like point or try to get it across to them. Sometimes you can't at all, right? But sometimes you can get them close enough that they say, "Oh no, you mean tree." tree. That's what we call that tree, right? And they'll repeat it back to you. But look, it took the making of the error and being seen making an error in order to get the feedback that we needed from the world to make the correction in order to make the correction. I'll talk more about this on an episode about fear of failure, because I think this is a really huge thing. But as far as imposter syndrome is concerned, realizing that there is a journey that you've gone through and you have earned where you are, that you by hook or by crook, you figured your way through your systems and you've always figured the things out that you need to figure out in your life. And there's proof of that because here you are breathing, you have a pulse. You've always been able to figure everything out. And so you're not an imposter. Now, you might not be the end all be all master. Okay. But think about what that means. Think about what the, what the thought behind that would be like, who is an end all be all master? Can you imagine anybody getting so good at a skill that they couldn't develop more in that skill? I think this is a story. And one of the unresourceful lies that people tell is that there is a level of mastery that you can't get any better at things. That there's a level of like riding a bike where it's actually not hard at some point to get back on the bike. But you know what? It kind of is like if you haven't ridden a bike for a long time, even though it's quote unquote, as easy as riding a bike, you get on a bike and you don't have the same kind of balance. You don't have the same kind of agility because our, we have organic tissue that drives our skills in the world. We have an organic ability that is in our brains and that happens through neural pathways and those neural pathways get trimmed if we don't use them. And that's just a normal part of having a brain and what it means to be a human. So this idea that there's some level of mastery that we can attain where there's no other, like that we can't keep learning and growing is a lie. Because there's all, I mean, I, I love TikTok because one of the coolest things about TikTok is how you can see all these human beings that have done just, cr that can do crazy, amazing things in the world with whatever tool or, or toy is their personal preference, right? And they've developed the skill over time. And even still, there are even more skills out there. There are, there are more things to be developed than there exists in the world as it is right now. There's always an ever expanding level of success, accomplishment, achievement. So telling this story that there's some level that we can get to where we'll be complete, where we'll be done, and only then will we not be an imposter, only then will we have actually earned where we are, that's setting ourselves up for failure, right? Because there's not actually a level that we can get to where we're like, yep, now I'm done, now I'm complete. What we're talking about is a story that we're telling in our, in our mind. We're talking about a story about our level or our worthiness. So realizing that we are telling that story and becoming aware of it and noticing it and then practicing, practicing thinking about what all of the different ways that you've earned getting to this point now are, right? Really useful, really useful practice. So this personal badassery list, keep this thing, keep this thing running, add wins to this. By the way, looking at wins and celebrating your wins is a great way to not only build your own self-esteem, build your sense of self-worthiness, but also like generally speaking, get you noticing more in your reality, all of the wins that you do have, all of the ways that you are winning. This is a really useful part of a gratitude practice 
or of uh, celebrating wins is that we start to anchor in the wins when we celebrate them. We start to notice and build our world because what happens is, see, we, we think that we're observing the world, that we're just like these passive observers of what's happening in the world, but actually we're active creators in the world. We create our world through our mindset, through our language, through the ways that we think about things, okay? There's a, a really simple example because I could have you look around the room that you're in right now and notice a color. And so in my room, I'm going to pick purple because I love purple and I've got purple all over the place. I see purple in my pen holder and purple in my sticker and purple in my koosh ball and purple in my rug and purple in my walls. And then close your eyes because now there's going to be a quiz. How many, how many things could you notice that were purple? Okay. And now I'm going to ask you to notice all of the things that were square. Okay. Now, chances are you can remember some things that are square, especially if you're in a room that you've been in a lot of times, you can sort of catalog from your memories, what are the things that are square. But now if you open your eyes and look around and actually identify square things, I guarantee you were missing things. Look around. And that's not because those square things magically appeared when you were looking at them. It's because your world is shaped by what you're looking for in your world. It's shaped by the reticular activating system. It's shaped by what we're what we're deciding to make meaning, the choices that we're making about the meaning that we're making in the world. And so when we were looking for purple things, we were identifying purple things. Now you probably already, you, you probably even missed purple things, honestly, but square things, since they weren't on your radar, since you weren't actively scanning for them, you could only kind of do it in hindsight, right? And so what we're doing with the reticular activating system and what we're doing with not just imposter syndrome, but, but Literally anything, any thought pattern that we're having that's holding us back or limiting our potential in the world is that we're shaping our world with the thoughts that we're thinking about it. We're creating in a very active way the world that we see around us through the meaning that we're making about it. So taking some intentional time to make different meaning and create a personal badassery list and think about actually how you did earn everything on that list because there was a time when you couldn't do any of them. And then you went through a process in your life, whether it was an intentional process or it was an accidental process, and you learned how to do all those things. And you've, you've developed the skills to do all those things. And so this can help us overcome that curse of knowledge. And then the other part of this is now looking at the challenge that you, challenges that you face in your world, like what would it take for you to never feel like you were an imposter? Like if you already felt like you had arrived and you were capable, okay, well, that would probably be because you're able to handle things in your reality, right? Well, look at all the evidence that you have that you can handle things in your reality. Again, you have a pulse. So there's like some story that we can sometimes feed that is like, well, I'm going to get to a situation where I can't handle it anymore. But we have no evidence of that because you've been able to handle every situation that you've ever been in your entire life, right? You're not an imposter. I hope this is helpful. This is one of the concepts that will probably come up again and again. I'll, I'll do other podcasts on this because I think that this this story that we tell gets in the way of how we show up. We, we wind up not rewarding ourselves, not standing in our confidence when we're telling the story of imposter syndrome, when we're telling the story that we're not, we didn't earn where we are. And there's some way that we could have sort of fooled the universe or fooled the people around us to kind of let us in to a reality that we, we didn't earn. So make your personal badassery list, combat that curse of knowledge. I hope this helps. And if you have any questions or if you have any challenges in your business or in your life that you'd like me to address and think through the mindset stuff, please post that in the comments. We'll read all of them and then we'll make content around it in the future. And then uh, I'll let you know that the content has come out so that you can, you can get your, your questions answered. All right. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next time on the Shift to Freedom podcast. 
Thanks so much for listening to the Shift to Freedom podcast. If you want to get the most out of your time here, think about this. What's the one thing from this episode that resonated the most for you? Asking that simple question can help anchor in your insights and remember who you want to be. If there was even a single thought in today's episode that helps you to become even 1% more free, then we are thrilled. If so, would you do us a favor? We're on a mission to spread the message of freedom and we could use your help. See, the algorithms love it when we get reviews, shares, comments, and likes, and then that helps other people like you to find the podcast and just maybe change their lives. So if you like what we're doing and you want to generate some positive karma for the day, please write us a review wherever you get your podcast love. See you next week. And in the meantime, live your freedom and love your life.